2: Yodis B. Hi, everybody. Sportive. We're back. Friday night. It has come to this. A Friday late night podcast. That's how cool we are. Uh, I've got John here. Fellow cool guy. Hi, John.
1: Yeah, but before this podcast, we were cool, but this is the nail in our coffin. That's definitely true.
2: Otherwise, we'd be at the club. Bottle service, VIP, hand stamps,
1: waves. as middle-aged dads, we had a lot of really fun things to do on a Friday night. So, lot of, lot of. It's raven. just the, it's the pandemic. That's what's That's really so doing us in.
2: <laughs> That's what it is. Yep, Stu's here. Hi, Stu.
1: I promise not to cry on this one. <laughs> Brandon, are well, you ready to make that same promise? I
2: no, no comment. Uh, <laughs> nope. I, I've never promised yep. it before, and
3: absolutely, I'm, I'm just
2: always on the on the razor's edge of that anyway. So.
3: Yeah. Although I think uh, I mean, Mandy and Piper are going to be watching Seventeen again in the other room, so I get a little emotional just at the you know the emotional arc of Matthew Perry, Nay, uh, Zach Efron's journey hmm. from thoughtless father to caring teenager.
2: Can I get a how mo- uh, out of ten stars, Stu? Can you give me a quick review of Seventeen again? How many oh, stars would you give that?
3: I'd give that at least an eight, probably a nine. My God. Quality body I choose swap to believe movie. You. Oh yeah, quality body swap movie.
2: Huh. I had no idea. I just watched <clears throat> As... Neighbors with Zac Efron, and uh, I don't know how else to say it. He's a dreamboat. He's <laughs> just one of the most gorgeous humans I've ever seen. This is a Zac Efron podcast.
1: Yeah, This is all about. <laughs> this is your center, your, your source for Zac Efron news and hot takes.
2: That's right. I did not. Brandon's see this hot take is
1: that he's dreamy. Believe it or not,
2: we did not plan to go in this direction in our first two minutes of the podcast. I don't know if, you know, we do a lot of show prep. This is really out of left field for me. Um, But good to know about 17 again. I'll add it to the queue. I'm running out of stuff. Um,
1: (laughs) 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 You and I are just absolutely on the opposite ends of this, Brandon. You're running out of things to pay attention to whereas my list is this ever lengthening of things that I should watch but never will.
2: Yeah, I we've we've talked about this before, but yeah, you, ha- you have the time between your kids go to bed and when you go to bed 2 hours on average. Sometimes it's an hour, sometimes whatever. But let's say you have two. and are you spending every night of that watching like Russian cricket matches? Is that every night for you? Cricket <laughs> is not a sports? Russian
3: sport, Jesus Christ, Brandon.
2: That's they're picking it up. It's getting bigger over there.
1: <laughs> um Serbian
3: not every n-
1: Not every night, but you know, some nights I might choose to watch a book instead of watching Serbian Highlight or Sure m- might might choose to one night a week Lisa and I will sit down and watch a movie because we're extremely Aww. cool people mm. and we are we are really up on we we're watching all of the newest movies that come out. For example, I, I don't know if you guys have heard of this new movie called Knives Out that just came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I'll, con- I'll consult. Okay, Brand that new. was two years ago, three years <laughs> yeah. ago. That's how cool we are. We are about that far behind in watching movies, but we saw, we saw that this week. So okay, there are stars, some time. It? <laughs> out of 10 stars, Ten I stars, give it. Yeah.
3: Oh, boy, I don't know. Eight? It was. Eight oh. I, it was very uh-huh. enjoyable. I liked it. Cap your I attention. Enjoyed it a lot. Um, friend yep. of the program, uh, Zach Floyd, uh, did not like it entirely because of Daniel Craig's accent. <laughs> which yeah. is basically he was basically it's a British guy doing foghorn leghorn, which is it's very I foghorn mean, leghorn. Ah, awesome. Re- yeah. Ah, yeah. you've really got to be committed <laughs> to the bit. I thought it was funny, but I could. See I, where thought it was a, I thought it was great. I thought I can see where that would be a deal breaker. You know, the I mean, he funny- was
2: trying to be like. A good fellas type seriousness of movie that would really bother me, but I felt like yeah. it was kind of, kind of jokey and campy to begin with.
1: Yeah. The the funny part about that is about halfway through the movie, Lisa leaned over to me and said, "What accent is that supposed to be?" <laughs> it's Foghorn Leghorn.
3: <It's> just that's <laughs> absolutely what it is.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, what I, what I said was that's what happens when a British man tries to sound like Colonel Sanders. Mm, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yep. So.
3: I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. John, this will make you happy, but Mandy and I started a uh, letter Kenny this week. Oh, delightful. I just, just delightful. I, um, Mandy is a Squirrely Dan uh, guy <laughs> fan. And I, of course, just love the coach, the hockey coach who's just yelling at the two pretty boys. Just, yes. Who's <laughs> just horribly angry all the time. And it's just like, I, I pretend that that is Chicken Finger 69. <laughs> that is that is what he, I mean. I know that's not him, but I feel like he's got a lot of chicken fingers in him. Just when he's, I assume, when he's calling them fucking know. pheasants, I just <laughs> I can't not laugh. And then he just like starts pounding on his steering wheel. That's that is the chicken finger sixty nine that I've actually met in real life. Yes, that's
1: that's correct. There's the, the anger, there's just the so frustration, the hopelessness.
3: Show. It is yeah. That's I, I really am enjoying it.
1: I I have I have friends who asked if I watched that show. This is going back a while now. They asked if I had ever seen it and when I told them that I hadn't, they insisted on giving me their login to Hulu just so I could watch it and then demanded every day whether <laughs> I had watched it or not. It's it it truly is a show that once you have seen it, you really demand that
3: everyone around you has watched it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, I recommend it. We're on the middle of season two right now. So it's I
1: it's the really funny part in, is I've enjoying it. I've probably been added off and on for a year and I guarantee you,
3: guarantee that you will get to the end of all well, the episodes before I Well do. yeah. I mean that's because my kids are old and yours are young. That's just the way the deal works. So mm-hmm. I did see Frozen Two for the hundredth time tonight. So I've and got I've that never going for seen me. it. I've I've not seen either frozen movie. That's how old my kids are. It's <laughs> Well, if absolute... you if you want to know anything about any oh, of them, I'm I've sure. seen them both a million times. I can I can read you chapter and verse about I... Kim Possible, but uh, <laughs> the, the, the stuff from like the last five to seven years I'm not not as well versed on. I, I know a lot about iCarly, but you know, the Frederator and uh, Gibby, <laughs> and Sam Puckett, you know, i I know all I need to know about that, but yeah, any of the newer stuff I am it just stops, you know. It's yep. it's, it's wonderful. I have watched so I much adult, you... adult oriented programming, not porno, but adult oriented adult programming. Yeah, yeah, it's like stuff with like you know non animated things. It's it's just it's a nice it's a nice way to live. I'm not going to lie to you.
2: I did did you see uh, the spider the animated Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Yes, that's the yes. one. Okay, okay, good. Fantastic I don't want that. Movie. I didn't want that one to slip through the cracks for like no. thinking it was maybe more for kids because that's a bona fide legit classic movie. Oh yeah, it was, like, yeah it was
3: great. Yeah, and uh, Piper soul is into the Marvel universe stuff, so that was yeah th- that got shoehorned in, and it's got you know John Mulaney and Nick Miller as voices. I mean, you can't go wrong with uh, with that. In my person, yeah, opinion. it was good.
2: You don't need to watch Frozen though; you're not missing anything. Story, no, I, I mean, know. it's fine, but it's not something you're missing.
3: Yeah, no. I so get this it.
2: has been our movie review podcast. Yeah, uh, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> already eight minutes it, in.
3: Nice work. Everybody. Wrap it up, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. What happened? So, uh, what happened? So sp- sports.
2: Sports. Okay, let's talk about sports. Um, I want to see if you guys are on the same page of as me of wanting to just give up the farm for Deshaun Watson. Whatever they ask for, I would give them. Let's just let's get weird. Herschel 2.0 with a position that matters. I'm in. Talk me out of it. Prove me oh, wrong.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, make the trade. Whatever make it. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Do it. I mean, they're not going to make that trade. No, they're not. They're going to get they're going to be it,
3: able to get a better deal from a different team. But Yeah.
1: But at the same time, it just would be utterly delightful in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And would have the double bonus of allowing the Vikings to not disappoint us with their top draft pick for like four straight years. That would be all right. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. Yeah.
2: I I think that he's probably gonna go to I think like the Jets and the Dolphins both have like top five picks. Oh so yeah. they and could they actually wait. get a quarterback this year. That's why that's that's the, the way Dolphins draft? Right?
3: Why would the Dolphins get another quarterback? They would just the trade Dolphins. Tua. They would trade Tua. Tua for him, yeah, and then they can get a oh. ton of picks from the Dolphins too. Yeah, the Dolphins would trade a ton of picks and Tua. I would think, yeah. All right.
2: Well, maybe it, if it's just Tua and that like top five pick, you only maybe would have to throw in like another really good one, and then you'd be done. That works for everybody. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah, I'd do that if I was the Dolphins.
2: Mm-hmm. And I would do it if I was Houston. Tua's good. Yeah. Probably.
1: I don't know.
3: All right, make the trade.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't
3: see. Yeah, it's just it's something like do you need at least like three number ones to get it Mm -hmm. and I think that's yeah do it right now do it yesterday but they're not going to they don't have they don't have enough to offer as other teams do so it's not going to happen but obviously in the hypothetical yes do it so there's yeah there's no downside I did have someone in my Twitter mentions yesterday saying that uh, Deshaun and Kirk Cousins are basically the same quarterback (laughs)
0: <laughs> Oof. and he I used, and he, and he, and to he, he used quarterback bit.
3: he used quarterback wins as the metric and i Ooh. just i was just jesus i have my twitter feed filtered pretty good but something uh-huh. like that's looking that, through the cracks it's like jesus that's just that well, is that is just that is I, roof stoof oh i just how Gross. how does that escape rube chat that's k-fan has <laughs> got to do a better job
2: God. Well, and I know our our good friend and now um, heated competitor Michael Rand, who's a podcaster now, <laughs> yeah. uh, is really he's, on our turf. Although he's going for the daily thing, while we like the quarterly, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that's and maybe not exactly the same. But uh, yeah, once it's was very our friend, competitive, is now our enemy. Yeah, <laughs> I saw him try to analyze it a little bit with like, well, Cousins is was actually pretty good. He wasn't the problem. You have to give up these guys. I get it. I like it. You got to do your due diligence, but I just don't see Watson and Cousins in the same stratosphere. And and believe me, I've watched upwards of 12 minutes of Deshaun Watson in my life. So I know what's (laughs) up.
1: Okay. No, Deshaun Um, Watson is awesome. He's like certified awesome.
2: Yeah. Yes. And he's young and he can scramble. I just do not like non-scrambling quarterbacks. That's a personal thing. Uh, Does he...
1: I mean, the question—the only question left to answer in my mind is: Does he have a jar full of rocks representing his imminent death right. on his porch?
2: Yep. Does he carry a rock in his
1: pocket? I require that out of out of the quarterback of my favorite football team. No, he takes the rock a... with
2: him everywhere, right? So that's just like a thing. Yeah. I think he takes it, holds it.
1: I need I need them to have a very keen. Heightened, one would say macabre sense of their own mortality to really be effective on the field.
2: Vocal about it. It reminds us of ours. Unwanted.
1: <laughs> That's right. I I do want to ponder my own death. Well, I say I want to, but every Vikings game I've ever watched has left me pondering my own death and oh, when it might be over. So stick to
2: time. sports, pal. I don't want to hear about mortality. I'm trying to watch the game. Ugh. There truly well, we're is no, just,
1: no team that makes you think about your own mortality quite like the Timberwolves, but oh, the Vikings. Yeah. Sadly, the Vikings we'll are up there.
2: Get into that a little bit later. Yeah, so it's fun to dream for a couple minutes. Uh, obviously, Bill Barnwell, our beloved friend at ESPN, um, listener of the show, hi, Bill, has proposed it could happen, it could work with a three-team. Uh, it just got us all ripped up for no reason. There's no, we all know how this one ends. We keep Kirk Cousins for the foreseeable future, and we continue to go eight and eight every year. Mm -hmm. We get a couple lucky bounces. We go nine and seven. Don't recover enough fumbles. We go seven and nine. It's the end of
1: the Mike Mike Zimmer starts switching sidelines during the game so he can stand on the other team's sideline while the Vikings are on offense and he can yell (laughs) at his own offense (laughs) Mm -hmm. to shape up.
2: Oh, and chicken fingers just won't ever hold them accountable. Just there's so many things here that it's just going to be fun for the next (laughs) few years. So we agree uh, no matter what package it ends up being, uh, if the news comes across the ticker that the Vikings have Deshaun Watson, we are in, we are in support. They could trade the city of St. Paul if they need to. They could trade um, Carl Anthony Towns to the Rockets.
1: Fort Snelling plus Val's Diner in St. So, Cloud. Totally fine. Yep.
2: We'll give him that. Uh, is, that what, is that? Yeah, Val's. Yep. We'll give him that. I'll take it. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay, good. So we're agreed. Um, Sticking to football, I know we got a bit of reader mail this week. Stu, would you like to go over that now?
3: Yeah. This is from um, listener um, Rocket in North Carolina. Um, he, uh, this is the uh, request from him I'd like to humbly submit the following topic for discussion on your next podcast please rank the following things from the 1970s from best to worst one, that one Farrah Fawcett poster two, the musical stylings of Jim Croce and three <laughs> Mike Zimmer's conception of what it takes to play winning football <laughs> I'll hang up and listen <laughs> Jesus I just I, uh, uh, We just need to warn right Ch- to the bone. We need to warn Chicken When it gets to about 1530 of the podcast He's going to become incredibly angry And drive to the yeah. research triangle And take care of some business
2: <laughs> Our dear friend Rocket uh, An arch enemy of Chicken Fingers uh, Wrote that I think for two reasons. Number one, of course, to troll chicken, and number two, because he's absolutely right. And I'm on board. I'm on Team Rocket on this one. Yeah. And I'll it's to, to it.
3: rank them. Yeah, the Farrah Fossil poster is a clear one. Jim Croce. Yep. Jim Croce is like right there too. You know, everyone loves don't mess around with Jim. And then yeah, Mike Zimmer's conception of what it t- takes to play winning football. Oh God. I just yeah, I, I, I fear I fear bring for it up the rear. I fear for for rocket but oh. I, yeah can i offer a
1: slight defense of the mike zimmer run the football attitude mm. my slight defense is this no matter what mike zimmer's conception is you have delvin cook who's amazing as your running back and you have kirk cousins who amazing is not the first word i would jump for when we were talking about kirk cousins as the quarterback I think my choice would probably be to run the ball more often too.
2: I mean, Dalvin knows how to catch a football. We could still have them involved.
1: <laughs> so, so what you're saying is they should throw every play, but sometimes throw it to the running back forwards, not a you know, sort of pitch or handoff of some
2: kind. A forward throw is, is my yeah crazy idea. And I to like be it. fair
3: and I mean to be fair, running offenses look better in black and white, like which and there were still like a lot of black and white TVs in the seventies, so I think that's, that's also true. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think when Zimmer has continued to say we gotta run the football more, it's because Delvin Cook is really good, right? I think he was saying that he just sort of says it as a reflex because it feels like a safer move, which is probably just like that's a representative of the style of football he likes to play and wants to play which is not the way that
1: a lot of people like to watch football so didn't i re- i, I, I wish you, i could i wish you, i could oh, i wish i could quote the source on this um so i apologize to whoever did all the work to do this and now i've forgotten right. where i saw it or who wrote this but it was me what <laughs> there was an article recently that suggested that during practices zimmer would script the plays for the offense and then used the script to call defensive plays to embarrass the offense so that they couldn't do anything. <laughs> Shut up. And he got to stand there like a big man while his defense dominated things. I I, I obviously have no idea how that's true or who how true that is, Nor that's also
2: an email from Rocket.
1: <laughs> nor yes. can I remember who wrote it. But it's just it's one of those stories that I don't particularly care if it's true or not because it so fits yeah. with my conception of what it's actually like.
2: Well, it's like when they asked David Sedaris if his stories were true, and he said they're true enough.
3: Yeah, and right. That's,
2: that story is true enough. Like yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't need the details. That's that's about right.
3: When <laughs> we well, well, you can drive Stefan Diggs out of town, you got to do it. You have <laughs> to. Yep.
2: <sighs> he was right. He was the rightest, <sighs> the rightest of all time. Uh, do you guys want to? Are you guys interested in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Looking forward to it.
3: I mean yeah I'm yeah. I'm interested in just do you want to talk about the NFC championship game?
2: Oh yes, please. I do not I, we we can't forget that one. I uh What what were where what was your headspace, Stu? Were you just like hardcore rooting for the Bucks cuz I have to tell you. Oh. That is not no. an easy place for me to get no. into mentally. No.
3: No. Fuck. No, not at all. No. No, I'm not a Yeah, I'm very well aware of the MAGA hat in Tom Brady's locker. I don't need to be reminded of that at all. I am scared of strawberries. um, Yeah. um, After the game was over, it was like an hour later, I went out to get some food, uh, some takeout, and I was getting the keys to the car, and Mandy said, Stu, why are you still laughing? I was (laughs) laughing an hour later about how the decision-making by Matt LeFleur and... The Green Bay Packers of uh, basically taking the football out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and relying on their I love, defense.
1: I just love that the spirit of Mike McCarthy has somehow, somehow hung around the building, and it, it's like just a
3: miasma of sausage fumes that has gotten deep into Matt Lafleur. Yeah, you you cannot just get McCarthy out of the you know carpeting yeah. and the furnace. It'll get into the like the walls. It gets oh, in there. You gotta, yeah. You, you really like, gotta redo the drywall to get it out of there. <laughs> he's the he's like cat the,
2: piss of coaches.
3: He's like the black mold of heavy head coaches. <laughs> just, you get that in there, man. You know you're gonna need to like just it's a rebuild at this point. But yeah, it was yeah. just oh. man. I I truly enjoyed just the suffering. I really, really. I think they're probably. I mean, they're not as sad as Vikings fans are, but they're getting real close. Oh yeah, the, this run. Oh, yeah, that because on, their
2: expectations are so much higher. The road that really they're sum. on
3: right now is just astonishing, and how they and they they're get they're gutting losses. I mean, just this is two it's, like it's NFC Championship so games many in the last different five or six stupid years. ways. Yeah, yeah, and like the, I mean, that Seattle one is immortal for how they blew that. Yeah. one. but this oh. God, I mean this is just they let they literally just they gave the game away. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I just I as a Vikings fan, I just respect the misery. I just respect it so much. Their commitment to being sad and it's it's beautiful in its own hideous way.
2: Well, it's so pure. You oh, don't yeah. see that
3: very often. No, that's just the thing. Deliberately shooting yourself in the deck is just I, I can't <laughs> not salute it. It's as a Vikings fan again. I know what this is. I know what it feels like, and they're doing so well at replicating that. Why you would want to, I don't know, but they're doing it, and God bless them.
2: Yeah, I just can't even imagine. You just hit a place mentally where you're not just bummed about the game, but you start to, you start to doubt. Like, why are you spending any of your free time on this, on these losers? And you feel like you're less of a man after watching it, less of a human being. That's another extra level that most. It's mostly just Minnesota, and now they're there. They're right there with us. They're down in the shit. man.
3: Yeah, it's just I, oh, it's, sight it's, to behold. Yeah, it's just so bleak. I love it.
2: I just can't even imagine. Amaz- Has there been a a moment in Minnesota sports history where you just want to like reach through the, you can see a a coaching decision happening in real time. That's the most disastrous thing you've ever seen. And you see it happening and you can't stop. And you have to deal with like two minutes of like, Oh, why do they have these guys coming on the field to kick that field goal? Am I missing something? Is there something going on? That pure dread. A lot of our dread has just like sort of snuck up on us. Right. Right the missed field goal, uh, the interception, the blowouts. Danny,
1: the end of the 90 the end of regulation in the 98 championship game with Danny kneeling it down like a moron. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's a good that's one. The best that's comparison, the comparison I can come up with.
2: Yep. Um it's not Minnesota, but I can imagine uh and now they've they've been vindicated, but Red Sox fans watching Grady Little come out to take Pedro out but then he comes off the mound and keeps Pedro out there has to be the same feeling of like oh fuck my team is actually trying to kill me they actively want me to die right now that's how bad of a decision that is in real time those are rare though that was I I was like kind of half paying attention at that point for whatever reason I have kids running around or whatever and I just honestly could not believe my eyes when I saw the the kicking team come out like is it the third quarter?
1: Am I that off? What is do they know different math than I yeah. do? Is there a and I was is like, there I, a five point field goal that they haven't told me about? I'm have, so I, con- keep, I was, have I been yeah. keeping up with the rules correctly? Like maybe there's a different rule. Touchbacks are all weird now. Maybe maybe while I wasn't paying attention, there's a drop kick as a five pointer? That could be yeah. it, I guess. <laughs>
2: Well, I was like my family was like in the same room. We, again, we weren't really we're kind of half watching. Anyway, I started like yelling like what are they doing? This is the craziest thing. And my family's now staring at me to explain. And I was just sort of frozen because I was like, "Oh, I must be wrong. They couldn't possibly be going." So just this weird 10 seconds of everybody staring at me while I stared at the screen <laughs> and not having any idea how to react. I right. still don't know how to. Jesus. Just delicious. Just the s- stupidest Stupidest thing. Those poor fans. We know. We know Packers fans. Oh yeah, they're friends of ours,
3: and they deserve this.
2: They do deserve oh, it. Oh, of they course. do deserve yes. it. They're
3: awful people, but they deserve it, and they deserve it. But we know them, and that's yeah. yeah, you know,
2: yeah. It's just it's a little different when you know them. But yeah, you deserve yeah. every bit of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's great but it was not easy for me to root for tom brady at oh, yeah, all no, I, 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 didn't I that's enjoy why i kind it, of didn't watch it cuz i was like i don't know what I, I don't know what i want to happen here i don't like any of this
3: yeah like i think buffalo was the only team that was like actually pure to root for mm-hmm. um, as, as far as that stuff goes i mean i love watching patrick mahomes but you know then you get to the fans doing the god awful racist tomahawk chop thing which is just you know gross and then tyreek no they're honoring
2: they're honoring them
3: yeah, oh, yeah, that's honoring and yeah. do, just just do do a little Wikipedia uh, look up on Tyreek Hill just for fun. Um, yeah, yeah. So as much as and I mean again, Mahomes is just so some of the plays he was making are just like God, That is just yeah. unbelievable. But mm. so yeah, in this uh, in this case, I'm since it'll be in Tampa, I'm going to root, root for Patrick Mahomes to do good, and hopefully there's no. And you still got, yeah. I, it's it's not great, but I'll root for my homes, I suppose. Oh and yeah, Kelsey, I'm hard Kel, to and Kelsey. Readers. I I sort of do like Kelsey just because he's such a, like he's like Gronk, gr- double Gronk.
2: He is. <laughs> he's new Gronk. Yeah, but the same age.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah, That's yeah where I'm, I'm at.
2: I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun, and I'm the same. I'm in the same place as you. It's just Mahomes is too yep. too impossible to not just absolutely love watching him play. So yeah, he's kind of like hope Wade, they beat him by a thousand.
3: Yeah, he's like where uh, Steph Curry was right before the Warriors got just intolerable. Whereas, yep. it's like you just admire just the audacity of how good he is. That's I'm sorry, my dog is absolutely freaking out right now. I apologize. For Jeez. Him. Yeah, I know Wade is like. Can you just put a filter on that Stu? And yeah. Sorry. So just sorry about that. A lot of background noise. Lots (laughs) of background noise.
2: That's a hot Uh, mic. That is a very hot mic. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Uh, poor Stu. Sorry, John. What's your headspace
1: for the Super Bowl? Yeah, Uh, I I don't want Tampa Bay to win. Okay, I don't. Particularly care whether Kansas City wins or not, but I'd like Tampa Bay to lose, okay? Because I'd like Tom Brady to lose. Really, it all is focused on Tom Brady. I can't, I I can't say that any other member of the of the Bucks really annoys me. And in fact, Tyler Johnson and Antoine Winfield Jr. are near and dear to my heart as former golfers. But mm-hmm. I just, if there was a way that Tom Brady. Could be traded to a different team before the Super Bowl, then it would make it a little more difficult. Right. It really is all Tom Brady based. And I don't, I, I read an article from someone suggesting that he, I, I think it was Dave McKenna at Defector, he was going to, he had been cheering for Tom Brady because he wanted to appreciate greatness. Oh, I did read it. It was a really good article. I loved it. It was a really good article, and I, loved, I, really article, and I yeah. disagree with absolutely every single part of it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, you know what? He's
2: insane, but yeah,
1: yeah. I I I totally disagree with that. I refuse to accept. I I refuse to even accept that Tom Brady is a great of the game. I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame because I hate him so much.
2: It's just, it's. I can understand it when it's someone who's like we just talked about. Like it's it's really hard to hate Steph Curry because the visual of what and Mahomes and Tiger Woods. Jordan, Mike Trout. Brady's not like a fun guy to watch, though. He's just like an efficient seven yard pass guy for most of his career. He's really good. Incredible. I'm not saying he wasn't effective, but it's not like if you were a, a neutral at watcher of not you know, not a Patriots fan, I I just don't ever imagine there was maybe that one season with Moss when that was a blast to watch because he was really airing the ball out. Everything else was like, oh cool, another uh, third and seven, eight yards to Welker. Yeah, that's cool. Move the chains, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. If, I, I, I can't get on board with, like, I just you know didn't appreciate greatness at the time. Because for the most part, I, I love guys like that. Brady, to mean, me, is not in that category.
1: It's not fun in the same way as – it's like watching a rich kid – win drag race after drag race with a Lamborghini (laughs) and everybody else in town has a Honda Accord. It's just, it's, you you can, he wins every race. I guess if you completely remove the context, you can appreciate that, but just, it's just awful. It's just awful to watch. I was going to compare him
2: to Carl Malone, but yours is so much better than mine. The rich kid winning the drag races it's like yeah.
1: everything that's everything that's wrong with the world packaged in one football player.
2: I love it. I love that. Yep. go chiefs <sighs> all right, you guys is that enough big skin talk
3: yeah I th- yeah, I think Sophie has to we ready Sophie's <laughs> enough. Are we ready for some hot
1: stove? Where do we go next?
2: yeah, you want to go to hot stove? yeah. Let's do it. Uh, the Twins have signed two players for sure that I know of okay. that are worth talking about. Uh, Jim Hap. Jim Hap. Uh, his he goes by initials J.A. dot but then he doesn't want to be called J A Hap. He wants to be called J Hap.
3: But he goes like by J- James. But, word, but it's spelled J A, so it J A. Makes A. No, sense. Nope.
2: don't call him J A. Yeah, so he's so Jim I'm, Happ to me.
3: I am already, oh. I'm, I'm upset about it, honestly.
2: I'm not happy. He's 38 years old. Come on, man. If you want to be Come called Jay, yeah. spell your name Jay.
3: I need, yeah. I need to know hard. whether he's asking
1: us to call him by his first initial or if he's making up a name out of his first and middle initial.
2: It's the the dot, a dot, are all three of those things are silent.
1: So, it's he, just he really, really just wants to be called G. by his first initial. <laughs> yeah.
2: The A is there for sport.
1: <laughs> you know, he could just call himself J. You wouldn't have to put the A in there. The A is meaningless. The yeah. A is nonsense. If you want to be called Jhap, hap just go by your J. first initial then. That's fine.
2: Yeah, we had a guy or in say town, it's your the wrestling guy, just went by J, and we were all fine with it. There was yeah. no concern or confusion on what we exactly. called that guy. His name was J. And if we called anybody needs... Means- We'd if anybody like needs
1: to be advising Jay hap It's J-Robinson Ro- J. <laughs> A man with no Listen, personal son. scandals of any kind No Listen son, I've been around the
2: block I know how to get by in this world Couple tips Lose the A
1: <laughs> just don't uh, ask would, him about Title IX I, I would pay money to see Jay robinson In a baseball dugout Wearing a baseball uniform And just have him mic'd up And hear the things he's shouting At <laughs> baseball players out there
2: Yeah Anyway, he's uh, surprisingly old. I just realized that looking it up. He's 38.
1: I did not know um, that.
2: Yeah. So he was really good on, like, his age, 33, 34, 35 uh, seasons. So uh, that's good. Um, but he's really struggled the past couple of years. He was not good last year, although I don't, it's kind of a throwaway year. He didn't pitch much. Um, so I guess we're hoping Father Time loses. This year, that's
1: usually a good bet. I mean, yeah. we we had this exact same conversation about Rich Hill last year, and Rich Hill worked out fine.
2: We had it with Jim Tomey, we had it with Nelson Cruz. I mean, it, we're the Fountain of Youth organization. These guys come here and have a second life. Rick Reed,
3: Steve Carlton, we were Lyon, all in on Julio Franco,
2: Ruben Sierra, Rondell Rondel, White. Rondell, oh, that's Rondell I'm White. thinking of Ruben
1: Sierra, not Julio Franco. <laughs>
2: I am just gonna let that one go. Like,
0: yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you got a minor league invited. I was feet. absolutely thinking of
1: Rubens here. He may well. <laughs> Julio Franco may actually be in the Twins minor league organization somewhere. I just don't know about it.
2: It's possible. It's totally
3: possible. Yeah. Uh, so, but I the, don't bigger, know. Isn't the I mean, bigger the bigger name is Flowers for Angelton, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Andouy Sausage, Andre the Simmons, <laughs> Andy Sandberg, Ali Sheedy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're all so good. I'm trying to think but, of one that will say a lot, and I don't know if I want to say some of these like over and over and over. They're supposed to be simpler. All of ours ended up becoming a little, little fancy. I don't want to say Andouille sausage that often. <laughs> <sighs> for example,
3: so that's a top three sausage though. It is. I know. I know,
1: but also God, I love a
2: good sausage.
1: Part of what we do the nicknames for is because I can never pronounce anybody's names and. Switching Andrelton to Anduie is not an improvement.
2: <laughs> You'd be Anduile on week two.
1: Anduie. Andalee. Andalee. Yeah.
2: yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, but yeah, that's Andre they, the they Simmons. They signed.
3: Yeah, Anderson Windows got signed on. Was it Tuesday? Anderson he Windows. Tuesday. Yeah, but he uh, automatically. Upgrades the uh, tw- Twins infield defense By like a, yeah. a thousand fold
2: Well we lost John Oh my god <laughs> Yeah That's going to be great because then you move Jorge over to two uh, Arise goes somewhere Else who knows uh, But if Anderson Windows can Become the guy that he has been I think we're in for a We're in for a a real Nice summer <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. Oh, we'll be able to see those plays clear as a bell through those Anderson windows. <laughs> you know. so,
3: uh, but um right before we started recording, it appears that uh the Cleveland no longer racist mascot team is signing um one Edward Rosario. Oh man, Ed, really? Seriously. It's
2: going to I thought they were having a oh. fire
3: sale. Um I think he, they're not spending a hell of a lot of money to get him, if I had to guess.
2: Okay, so he's he's a warm body for him.
3: It's a good sign-in, because God knows he is going to just destroy the Twins this year.
2: Oh, oh. yeah. it is. That it's is really ridden.
3: disappointing. Yeah, I was and kind of... I anybody anybody outside of the division would have been fine. Well, if he would have gone to Detroit, he would have been fine, probably, because that's where all the other old Twins are going. They tend to not do so well there. Yeah. Um, but... Oh, my God. Yeah. He, he is absolutely going to hit 45 homers for the Seriously, Indians this He year. is
1: going to. I'm just, sorry, the
3: Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, he's absolutely going to win at least two games against the Twins yeah. by himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. going to hit three homers Pierce and
3: playing. close out the game. Yeah. Pitch the eighth and ninth innings flawlessly. I mean, Cleveland will discover that there, there will be, like, you know, week-long stretches where he is just, you know, useless. But uh, when he plays Not the against twins, the Twins. Not against the Twins, he is going to be dialed in. No. So that's kind of I don't I like that at all. I, was, I mean, I'm happy. I mean, he I I have no ill will towards Ed Rosario at all. Not a bit. I and, like and him. He deserves to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he deserves to be playing on a major league team for a while. So it's, I'm glad he got a place to land. And just it's kind of stinks that he's going to ruin the Twins at least two or three times this year.
2: So what else do they have to target, John? You paying attention? What are they up to next?
1: Well, I don't know. I I still feel like signing a starting pitcher would be good for them. I uh, I'm a I'm as big fa- I'm as big of a fan of Randy Dobnak as anybody, but I wouldn't yeah. mind if they did a little more insurance wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I, last year I, I recognize that they had a number of injuries and stuff, but it sort of feels like if you want to have a good pitching staff all season, you need about. Eight, maybe nine good starting pitchers.
2: Right. Yep, that's true. And they right now have three and a half. Right. Maeda, Barrios, Pineda, Hap, question mark. Hap. And then you've got, then you're down to Randy D. Mm -hmm.
1: Devin Smeltzer. And and I'm fine with Randy Dobnek. I have... I it, have nothing it, bad to say about Randy Dobnack. Sure, of course,
2: big fans.
3: It, it, but someone's going to get hurt, and it'll be probably somebody above Dobnak. So you're going to want to. You just want to have more. You wanna have more options. You want to have like mm-hmm. it's like getting that. You know, I know Brandon likes to talk about football on here a lot. It's like getting that Hell nickel yeah. back, that dime you back. You want to have
2: you when you're doing the Tampa two depth
3: in your secondary, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah you got to have some depth in the secondary, and that's basically what the starting pitching is. you got to have some depth. How would you guys
1: feel? I think he's still out there. How would you guys feel if the Twins signed Trevor Bauer, knowing that he's a very good pitcher and also extremely dislikable?
3: Ooh. Yeah,
1: I, I'm,
2: I'm out tough. on that, dog. That's going to no, be a no for me, for dog. Me. Yeah, I don't I'm, know, John. A bit... It's a really tough one because he is good. He would make them better. Maybe he learned his lesson and isn't an asshole anymore.
1: <laughs> no, that seems giant so like question
2: it. mark. No, people do that a lot, right? They grow as <laughs> yeah. human beings, and they see the errors Maybe. of their ways and mature. Nope. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, uh, he, he might learn. No. He might learn to be presidential any day now. <laughs> any
3: day. <Yeah. laughs> Today
2: was the day Trevor Bauer became president.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like the Chilin Hall of Fame thing. It's like, yeah, you probably can get in the Hall of Fame, but you need to, yeah. Once you throw in with the Nazis, you don't really need to yeah. go to the Hall of Fame. I Not don't gonna. really care if there's, you know, you're only worried about on the field stuff. I I don't give a shit. It's a pretend thing that you vote on anyway.
2: It is such an, a weird thing to care about in either direction. It's mm-hmm. a museum that old white people go to. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. But I also like yeah. taking it seriously I'm usually in favor of people taking things seriously, so that's fine. Yeah, it's just yeah. a weird. Be
3: more, be, be more upset about Barry Bonds not being in. That's he actually right. He deserves to be in. That's yeah. an incontrovertible fact is that he should be in the Hall of Fame. Totally, so, but if but Curt Schilling, yeah, no, nah, that's fine. He doesn't. He can go play with his Nazi uniforms and call for the overthrow of the American government on his own time. <laughs> I don't need him in the Hall of Fame. It's fine. Fuck Kurt Schilling and fuck everybody who likes him. That is the official sportive of statement.
2: Yeah, I'll go sign Or at least
3: my statement. You guys can no. add your That's name fine. to it if you want to.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm in on that. Um, Tommy and- Malone's available. <laughs> you guys want him? Mm. I just looked up good a old couple of names. Talon. Mommy Talone. Mommy Talone's still around. Uh, I'm looking oh, at the...
3: 81-mile-per-hour like, cheddar.
2: <laughs> yeah, with a little movement. You know, every three starts, he'll be good. Uh, there's not a whole lot out there. It's, uh, I don't know. Just hope to God they're, they're healthy, I guess. Which is probably not too nice. dissimilar to other, you know, a lot of other teams. but
1: Right.
0: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's, I, increasingly the hot stove seems meaningless because increasingly it seems like the owners are going to do absolutely everything they can do not to have a season this year. So I, I feel like I'm trying to pre-protect myself from the inevitable disappointment of thinking that baseball owners will do something that's good for someone besides themselves.
2: Yeah, nope. Nope, not going to happen. John, are you allowing yourself, though, a little bit of hope of sitting in Target Field this year watching a game?
1: Are you allowing yourself that so. daydream, that August? Well, we're <sighs> we're verging on the topic that the podcast is even more of an expert in than movies that came out four years ago, huh? which is epidemiology. Oh, yeah. And yep. you know... Well, all we three of big, us are a
2: PhD. Yep. We're yeah, doctors. We are, we we are
1: big. We are science guys, but...
2: We met in science school.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was the place that it was the most, the most obvious place we would meet is a science school of some kind. That's right. I think it was a school of minds and technology of some kind.
2: That sounds right. Anyway,
1: um, it seems like all the news lately is good news. Yeah. I don't know. Am I being crazy?
2: No, I don't think you're being crazy. Um, there's a lot of really good news, and I think we should hold on to that. There's also, a. it's a little bit of a race against these new variants uh, coming out of different countries. So there's a, it's not all good news, but it's more good news than bad. And I do hope that we are, we're all very mentally beaten down right now. I include myself here too. But hopefully we can take that good news and, like, Keep that top of mind because I don't know if the "well, this all is going to suck forever" mentality is is good for any of us. So I don't think we should, you know, pretend it's over. I think, but the I think, I, I think I'm think probably we,
1: feeling I think I'm probably feeling more optimistic than usual because my 93 year old grandma got uh, she yeah an almost 94 year old grandma got her first oh, vaccine shot this week. Hell and yeah, that's great, my Jim. My mom was one of the lucky vaccine lottery winners this week, so oh man, she got her first shot today. So
2: yep. Then you don't even need to worry as much about the the. I mean, it's kind of the same for everybody. The macro stuff becomes a little bit of a subhead to you, right? If you've got like well, your people, then that's that's good. You you can at least kind of you know grow your bubble a little bit in a comfortable way, and that'll help you get through some times. I think that's really important. So that's really good. Through this
1: whole, through this whole pandemic, one of the hardest things to deal with has been the total uncontrollableness of the world at large. Like there's absolutely nothing I can do. Yep. I, you check the news every day and on the one hand, it's appalling and horrible and saddening, but on the other hand, there's literally nothing I can do. It's like, it's like reading about weather on the other side of the globe. It's, it's so disconnecting so it feels like when when some of this sort of personal stuff turns out okay it's natural that i think that it makes me feel a little more optimistic like you can start to see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit we've been hearing about the light at the end of the tunnel since december when the first good vaccine news came out Mm -hmm. but it's all it's it's pretty abstract because you know i have friends who are healthcare workers who have gotten one or both shots and that's good and I, they, they mostly are in their, in their thirties. So I wasn't as worried about them to start with, but it's, it's just, it's nice to take some of the worries away and it's nice to see not only know what the path is, but start to see some of the steps down that path. And that makes me feel better about the whole thing. And then today the, the news about the third vaccine that's maybe not as miraculous as the as the first two, but also it keeps everybody out of the hospital and keeps them from dying. That seems like another game changer, so
2: huge. Yes. Yeah. It's been yes. Overwhelmingly good news. And that's why I asked you the question because I'm starting to allow myself the mid August cold beer sitting at Target Field watching. And obviously at this point beggars can't be choosers they could be oh and 145 at that point fine I'm I'm happy Mm -hmm. I'm there so I just yeah
1: yeah it's it it feels possible and you even had um Tim Walls was saying today because he is waiting until it's his turn basically rather than getting a shot through the VA or whatever Mm -hmm. but he was saying he's he's telling people he wants to have his shot by opening day so he can go to target field and just hearing someone who should know saying things like that mm-hmm. is like, it gives you hope.
2: Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Fauci um, has been similarly optimistic this past week. While of course, always being very like, we have to stay vigilant for that to happen. Right.
1: Um, right. Which it's, it's a little strange reading the news. Now it's a little strange because on the one hand you have this good news that is coming in. And on the other hand, there's this whole sense of news where it's like, actually, maybe don't wear a bag, wear a, wear a mask. Just wear a paper, maybe a paper bag over a plastic bag wrapped around your head so that no air can get in. <laughs> if you have an astronaut's helmet, use that.
2: I know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been two messages this week, which is kind of, and I totally feel for people trying to keep up with something. I mean, I, we are all extremely online. We know that. Um, very into like reading the news and being on top of the news where I can just speak for myself, but like basically sitting in front of a screen most of my day, if if news happens, I know about it almost immediately. Um but I do feel a a fair amount of sympathy for folks who are not really that into the news or you know, have other lives or other things going on where they're like, Wait a minute, I thought I read this and now I'm reading that and I was, you know, caught a little bit of the news, and they said this new variant's terrible. I thought I was supposed to be upset, and now you're excited. And three months ago it was the opposite. I heard it was getting better, you know. So I also feel a lot of sympathy for people who are like, I can't keep up. I don't know. I have no idea what to think or what to do. Um, and so hopefully that kind of steadies itself at some point, fairly soon too, because that's a slog. And I, I feel yeah, that's a that's just a bummer. But the other part that's weird is. Uh, some people are just like Living their lives Like the way they did Right There's right. like It's It was And again I I don't know anybody's story So I'm, I'm I'm getting out of the judgment zone I'm not there But I went to pick up takeout tonight And there was just like A bunch of people Sitting around the bar At this restaurant Just hanging out No masks mm-hmm. Talking and I was like Oh my god You guys I'm I'm You know Probably 25 feet away from you And also On a different planet I just can't imagine. And again, like, who knows? They all had their vaccine. Maybe they're fine. I don't, you know, I'm not doing that. It's more of a curiosity thing than anything because there's going to be this weird space for a while here of people who were vaccinated, people who weren't. And we're going to start to kind of co mingle in this. But people have called it this like purgatory world for the next few months. And that's, it's just going to be a little goofy, I think, for for a lot of people. And not, not bad. I, I definitely was in a place three months ago where if I saw that, I was like, well, you guys are assholes. <laughs> like, yeah, I couldn't help it. Judge a little bit, but it's a little bit less of that now, and it'll probably continue to be less of that, which I'm looking forward to not being in that headspace moving forward.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, John? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know if Dave has had any success uh, keeping Glenn Mason from getting vaccinated? he's made a lot of
1: calls but so far no success it's been a multi-front we have a phone bank and a spreadsheet going on so we've been taking shifts and we'll we'll get through to the right people someday
2: a lot of donations you gotta really the campaign chest the treasure chest is stock full right now
1: (laughs) poor i mean glenn mason has got to be 70 years old at this point i really hope he has gotten (laughs) the vaccine already because he would be in danger if he hasn't. So if you're out there, Glenn, I know you listen. Go get your vaccine. Don't don't deny it like you denied whether anybody from Minnesota could ever win a football game before. <laughs> there it is.
3: Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Oh, just beautiful.
1: Oh, that was good. <sighs> Do we want to, John? Because that anger is like 20 years old at this point. What am I doing to myself? Living you're your entertaining us. We like it. Yeah, I guess.
2: I Uh, want to talk about the, I want to ask you a little bit about the wild, John. All right. If I remember right, you told me at the start of the year, they're in this division where there's enough really terrible teams that it's kind of looking up for them to be in the playoffs, not by default, but like on an, in an average year they will be in the playoffs. So there's a little bit of excitement around that. And there's this young guy, there's a couple guys that are fun to watch, but there's one guy in particular. So those are kind of your two keys to the season. It feels like you're two for two on that. Um,
1: yeah, I it's it's funny because it's like they're in a California league right now. They've played eight games, and all of them have been against the three California teams. And the, the three California teams aren't the worst teams in the league because Ottawa and Detroit are still in the NHL. But I, I think it was pretty widely expected that the three California teams would be among probably the worst five teams in the league. And I really I really can't tell whether that's true or not because they've spent most of the first three weeks of the season playing the Wild and I don't know how good the Wild are either. But the I would say the Wild have won five of their first eight and I would say that's been kinda disappointing, actually. There was at least there was one game in there they lost one to nothing. There was another game where they should have held on for at least a point late and gave up a couple late goals. And there's, there's been some other nonsense that has gone on. So I, I recognize that this is hockey where if you take a team that's amazing, that plays the worst team in the league, the team that's amazing will win like six out of every 10 games because hockey is weird. But it does every point they drop against the California team or when they get around to playing Arizona, when they play Arizona, any, any point they drop in those games feels like it matters more because on the flip side, they have to play Colorado. Who's good. Vegas. Who's good. um, And St. Louis. Who's good. So
0: it,
1: it, it, they're just hoping for the best. But right now, the main story that's going on with the Wild right now is that they're probably their best player, Kevin Fiala, who is not a physical guy, not really plays physical. He boarded somebody in last night's game, and it was just terrible. Anytime you board somebody headfirst into the boards, it's never... It's never a good thing, and there's always a lot of argument about intent, and it's hard to argue that Kevin Fiala had any intent of boarding a guy exactly, but mm-hmm. he screwed up big time. He screwed a up dangle? real big. Is that what a dangle is? No, okay. Stu just he didn't yeah. dangle. So, but the confusing thing is that Did the league toe-tread? suspended him for. <laughs> uh, he may there may have been a foot in there. Okay,
3: a little red light district, buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I saw our friend Chicken Fingers has so much time on his yeah. end. What he likes to do, for those who don't follow him on Twitter, um, which I'm sure every listener does,
3: we'll the FBI,
2: he likes to scream about something, but usually for something like this, he wanted it to be a two-game suspension and not a three, I think. That's usually like a well, one-tweet thing, and then he gets over it. He asks for an investigation and wants to call the police or get somebody fired, but that's over. He went on a very long rant, and the only upshot was, again, hoping it would be a two-game versus a three-game. It just was very clear to me he has a little bit too much time on his hands these days.
1: Well, he's not, not been entirely wrong about that. It's, it's a short season this year, so a three-game suspension, which is what Fiala got, is the, basically the equivalent of a four-game suspension in a normal season. And they generally give out four-game suspensions to guys who do this and have done it repeatedly and are known hacks and have no concern for anybody around them. So it was a little strange to see a guy who's never gotten suspended for anything before immediately get hit with a hammer. And, I, don't, I mean, arguing about NHL suspensions is pointless because they just have a a roulette wheel in their office that they spin and determine how long the suspensions are and the only free space is being a star in an east Co- for an east coast Steamer toronto and then you get away with whatever but um it's 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 a little strange to complain about it because he absolutely deserves to get suspended right. and nobody nobody is trying to defend the hit overall but it's just it's another example of feeling like the NHL is just attempting to screw Minnesota. I don't know why. I don't know what we did to them, but <laughs> Do, uh, That's why Chicken was mad, mad and I support him.
2: Is this a specific to Minnesota feeling from fans or is it
1: a lot oh, no, of fans? Oh no, absolutely not. Okay. This is every fan. Every fan. There are fans in Toronto that feel <laughs> like the NHL is going out of their way to screw them.
2: It's part of it. Is it because I mean, not
3: doing leg day, they should probably be doing leg day, right? <laughs> uh sure.
1: yes, leg day.
2: yeah, hmm. Well that's a bummer. I need but overall I need,
1: I need Mandy to come in here and do a squirrely band voice <laughs> <laughs> She appreciates that. <laughs> that's what she appreciates about you. But all right, that's my wild rant.
2: All right, John you're you're wild. Uh, review on the season so far out of 10 stars? Uh, five. Oh, huh. huh. Hey, Dr. Puck, weren't you expecting that to be a little higher? I was hoping for a yeah, seven. They
3: got... They, they got, got yeah, I would have put them at seven, seven and a half. I sure, think, they uh, got
2: the young stud.
3: Yeah. Uh, Chris Christopherson's got Chris Christopherson. a lot of potential. Um, they got 10 points. They're at third place in the conference. Or division, I'm sorry. Uh, the Western Division. Um, yeah I'm I'm much happier than uh, John is but obviously John just he, he doesn't like joy so um, no right yeah He's I think keeping I'm, his I'm guard up. I'll, I'll give, Yeah I'll give it's, yeah he doesn't want to get hurt I don't blame him um, I don't either. I was I was
1: I was complaining before the season that the Wild didn't have anybody at the center position and it's just been very strange that three out of the four Wild centers if you lined up every forward in the nhl and had him do a race from one goal line to the other and back three of the wild centers would absolutely finish in the bottom 10 in the entire league it's just um, they're just amazingly slow and so you've got these guys like fiala and caprizov that are amazing and young and hopeful and there's nobody to put in the middle of them because
3: all they all they have is third and fourth line centers it's it's very strange um I saw today that they moved um Joel Eric Joel Erickson up to the something. I don't know what, but he he upon Joel moved Erickson up.
1: <laughs> on the CCO morning show for
3: many many years. Yeah. So I think that fits. Charlie Erickson. Things.
1: Charlie. Yep.
2: Chuck. Okay. Uh, next topic. Hopefully, maybe the last topic. I don't even know if we want to get into it. John, have you watched a second of the Timberwolves? Do you want to talk about this? Oh,
3: God. Why would you do I, that? Horseshit this is, no, organization. Don't. I, I don't. I lost. Please. They, I, I just got the alert on my phone. They lost by 28 again tonight.
2: To my Sixers.
3: To your Sixers.
2: My beautiful Sixers. I only
3: have, I only have one thing to say about the Timberwolves, and mm-hmm. it's this. A lot of people
1: have been disappointed in Ricky Rubio's start to the season. A lot of people Ugh. have a lot of people have worried about it or criticized it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to do any of that. I just, I want to appeal to all Minnesotans everywhere. If we can't, if we have a hard time coming together, there's a lot of divisions in this state. There's a lot of things that separate us, but if we can come together on anything, it should be that we all need to come together end this pandemic beat this virus so we can all get back in tar- into the target center and give Ricky Rubio the support he deserves and needs from us. Because it's very clear that he needs the positive vibes from the people who love him in the stadium to feed off.
2: He's a vibes guy.
1: Do it for Ricky. We've always known That's that. all I'm saying. Do it for Ricky.
2: Boy, he needs us. He needs something.
1: Yuck. He needs us just as much as we need him.
2: You know I'm I not just... giving up.
1: He's still the best.
2: You know, I've always been a huge supporter of what I think is kind of known as sports bachelordom. Being a sports bachelor has always been really important to me. Uh, Proud of myself. We've talked about this on this show a million times. I will give up on a team so easily. It's not a problem Mm -hmm. to me. Um, I don't feel bad about it. And, but I still pay attention to these Timberwolves, which is very confusing because again, like I don't need to cheer for the Timberwolves. The way I think about them is they're kind of like, like I grew up and have decided to choose the person, the, the team. I'm going to, am ab- a bachelor, but these past few years I've, I've had my eye on the Sixers, really loved them and decided to kind of um, uh, shack up with the Sixers. And I love LeBron. So I'm kind of but I still kind of pay attention. I think they're kind of the analogy would be like my family that I grew up with that I left. But they're they're like the biggest pack of like meth head losers that have ever existed on planet Earth. And so I don't cheer for my loser family, but I also am kind of I just want them to be like out of the news and not arrested constantly kind of in that vein. Like I'm not cheering for them, but I, I just want them to not be huge losers. And so even though I claim to have no emotions toward the wolves, I really am having a hard time with them being this big of a disaster again, year after year, it doesn't change. There's, you know, aunts and uncles move into town and out of town. But every time I come back there, they are just doing meth again, constantly getting arrested for it (laughs) every single year. Doesn't matter. Grandparents, cousins, friends of friends, neighbors. I don't know what to do about it, but they're my family. So I can't like fully cut them out of my life. I don't know if I can do that. I could do that with all the other, the Vikings, even the twins. If I had to, that wouldn't be that hard for me. Um, and again, I don't want to pretend that I actually really care about the Timberwolves because I don't. They suck, and I hate them. But I still have a there's there's some tiny bit of soft spot here that's been that's been a real boy. This these last couple weeks without Towns has been. I mean, I basically just have ignored them, but doesn't mean they're not still around doing math. The
1: the weirdest thing about the Timberwolves to me is. There's there's a number, of, for example, there's a number of NFL franchises that are historically disasters. Cleveland, Detroit, Buffalo, all historical disasters. Mm-hmm. But one of the thing that makes them so pitiable is that so many people in Cleveland and Detroit and Buffalo care so much about those teams. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not at all true of the Timberwolves. Being a huge Timberwolves fan feels like it's... A rare curse thing. Like, you talk to most people and they're like, oh, uh, yeah, the Timberwolves, yeah, they're terrible. I don't pay any attention to the Timberwolves because you might have noticed they're terrible. And there's other franchises that are just historically terrible and nobody cares, like... But they're still hateable because they're owned by terrible people. Like, the Ottawa Senators, their owner's terrible. The Clippers went down, Sterling owned them. They Mm -hmm. were historically awful and the worst franchise ever. But they were also... They were vilified um, and rightly so for not the way that the they did things.
3: Just for the record. What's that? Yeah, so, Sophie's Sophie. angry about
1: that. Yeah. I'm regretting but... miking her up
2: for this podcast. We shouldn't <laughs>
1: Why? why we bought that special mic. <laughs> the dog
2: mic. On. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But the Timberwolves aren't like that. They're just their owner means well and tries to do the best they can. And yet, year after year they're the worst team in the league and it's astonishing and nobody cares because they've long ago given up on this team because they'll just come back when there's something to cheer for which will be never and so those of us who are actual Timberwolves diehards it's just it's the loneliest worst feeling in the world you're suffering but nobody cares that you're suffering and does, Everybody you know has given up already.
2: Does nobody, does, does Glenn Taylor not have anybody in his life who's just like, hey, could you stop? You're really bad at this.
1: Yeah. You get a lot like, of
2: people's like uh, happiness kind of in the palm of your hand and you are fucking it up for years. Almost every and, year. Pretty much every year. You somehow you, make you the wrong this... decision.
1: You get the sense that he would happily sell the team tomorrow, except everybody who would buy it would move it 12 minutes later to a different city (laughs) because they don't want to own a basketball team in Minnesota. (laughs) And so they're in a weird, they're in this weird scenario where there's only one person in the world who is both rich enough to own a basketball team and also would keep that team in Minnesota. It happened once before. They tried to move in the Mm nineties and didn't and Glenn Taylor ended up buying them. And so they're just, it. they're stuck with each other. Everybody's stuck with this, and it's all we have. And I don't want them to move because then I would have nothing. But it doesn't make the experience of being a Timberwolves fan any more enjoyable.
2: Now, do you think that this is actually not a basketball town at all, and they just, there just shouldn't be...
1: Well, what does that even mean, not a basketball town? Like, the... Every Charlotte franchise is terrible, but you can't argue that North Carolina is not a basketball place. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that the city of Minneapolis or the state of Minnesota should have an NBA team. Yeah. Um, if you were Definitely picking should. the 30 cities around the country, if you could, that would be very easily. T- I mean, Seattle, of course, should be in there, too. There's a bunch of team, So it's not so much that, like... The fans are apathetic because because there's just because no Minnesotans one cares don't about like basketball. basketball. It's not that, right? I mean, we've seen when they're good, the ratings are really high and fans come and all that. It's just they're apathetic to the Timberwolves because they've been so bad for so long. For so, and long. I just don't see how this is ever
1: going to get better, ever. I mean the. The franchise has been around since you know you and I, Brandon, were very young and since Stu was in college or whatever. And it, they've been Go good. To, they've been actually Whoa. good one season out of that entire period. Mm-hmm. That's, what, 32 years now? One time. 32 years. That's
2: ridiculous. Years, they've been, they were really good for a season. They were yeah. probably pretty good for, like, probably, what, Four other Garnett seasons.
1: Well, those years were good, but
2: I they're good. Uh, what, but my great. memory of
1: those is, it's like they're going to make the playoffs, but yeah. they're not going to win in the in the playoffs, which they didn't.
2: Yeah, they were. But again, as of now, if I'm thinking of them as my meth head family, I would. That's that's the peak to me. That's like nobody got arrested this month, and the youngest cousin like didn't drop out of tenth grade. That's the bar we're trying to get to right now, you know, like, right. I would love to get back to the, they're only good enough to be a six seed and that's it. They're not even, I mean, they had, okay. So they had a few Garnett seasons that were fun, maybe four. They had the, yeah. Um, I mean, our favorite season, John is Rubio's rookie season. We'll always talk about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right, that was
1: that first half of one season, one that half we really of one season
2: did. when they were supposed to be in the playoffs was incredible. That was the most fun we ever had. Um, and then they were like kind of competitive with Kevin Love for like two years, sort of. And then there was the Thibodeau year when they made the playoffs and they lost to to a very, very, very good Rockets team. But they, even then, they weren't like super fun to watch because we expected them to be even better. Um, And so it's either just, like, shooting themselves in the dick or just, like, being awful from the beginning of the season. For, yeah, out of the 32 seasons, they've been worthless for 20 of them.
1: Right? Yeah. Like, legitimately competing to be the worst team in the league for two-thirds of those seasons.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And it's, again, like, all I'm asking for is, like, general competence. When I go back to like a 40 and 42 season or the Jimmy Butler season, that's, that's the peak that we're, that we're like hoping for for me, because I, again, for me personally, I'm a sports bachelor. I'm going to go choose another team. That's that I feel is like really, really playing at a high level and fun to watch. I, I don't need that, but man, this like continued every single season of them being bad To start with, I mean, no no one was thinking they were going to be a top three seed this year. So there wasn't much hope to begin with. And then just being so much worse than those low expectations is so draining. Ugh, it's, yeah. So I I just, uh, it's, yeah, about as helpless as it's been for many, many years, I think for me. This is getting back to like the, Drafting Derek Williams and hoping he's the answer. <laughs> no, Remember no. those years where you're like, fuck, I, I got to really squint to see something here. You know, I watch a game and it goes, Jay, yeah, uh, yeah is uh, Wes Johnson, Johnson going to be? Maybe he'll be something. He's, you know. We got Ryan Gomes. Is he good?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he might I be. I like Ryan Gomes. He was pretty good.
2: Yeah. Um, but, you know, you watch... A game well, no one can watch uh the, or not a lot of people can't watch this year, but if you were, say, to watch the Timberwolves, it's like, oh, Jaden McDaniels played for eleven minutes and he had six points. That's cool. That's great. That's it. That's that's yeah. the upside.
1: Like, maybe the most exciting thing about the Timberwolves this year is that Jared Vanderbilt is fun. Jared
2: Vanderbilt seems like he's a quality NBA player. Not good, but like Quality. He's
1: both. He's both fun to watch and seems like he's having fun, which is, uh, I, I admit a low bar to clear, but the it's All we have.
2: Yeah, and there was that one really good Anthony Edwards dunk. Yeah, that was cool. So it's uh, for as many years as we've as we've been doing this podcast, I think this is probably about as dark as it's been. And maybe and Cat will come back and they'll be competent somewhat again, which will be fine. But, um. You know, they happen to be the most top heavy, most dependent on their best player team, probably in the entire NBA, I would say. Uh maybe Dallas with Luca, but pretty close. And that person has been out basically the entire season. So it's even in a in a great scenario if that happened, you're not gonna see much, but um yeah, they continue to not clear the the lowest bar on earth.
3: Can we stop talking about the wolves? Please. Please yeah.
2: please should we be done? Is that what you want to do? Do you wanna do you wanna go?
3: We could probably God, it's already a minute fifteen hour fifteen into the, uh, wow. On a Friday no less. Nice right. work, everybody.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Um I have a rabbit hole um, that I I'll gotta, get into uh in a couple of weeks. It's it's an okay one. Okay. Hey, it's,
3: uh a quick uh not a bring down, but uh talked to uh Josh's yeah. uh widow, Liz, and she was very um happy with uh our tribute last week uh she wanted to make sure that you guys knew that as well as the listeners out there i think a few people reached out to her as well so oh
2: they did that's um, great
3: so yeah that was uh it was heard by the people who needed to hear it and appreciated so
2: well there, there was
3: there i didn't i didn't i didn't cry this time so i'm that's growth
2: yeah
1: so
3: there's still time it was i know Bring, bring up, bring up the
1: fucking Timberwolves again, John. That'll do it. <laughs> I've been trying for the last fifteen minutes to make you sob. So
2: I think it was, uh, yeah. it was, it was therapeutic for all of us to do that. So I, I really, I appreciated the time to do that. So um, yeah, that was yeah. good. No. Okay, yeah. my
3: dog is about ready to go out of her mind. So we should about ready here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that.
2: No worries. Uh, all right. All good. Um, all right. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody.